0: Wolfpack women. I'm Denise, and we have Susie. <laughs> Need to get used to introducing you, Susie. Susie Wellstead. And uh, on today's show, we have Suzanne Altai, who is a yoga instructor, meditation teacher, and uh, I wanted to get her on the, the podcast to basically tell us, like, how does one become a yoga teacher, and also. I feel like through my experience through yoga, I feel like uh, yoga is quite often misinterpreted, um, and the 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 full benefit of yoga has like hasn't really like you either do it properly, you don't. Am I am I right or wrong in saying that? Like I feel like there's you can be really connected with yoga, or you just do yoga. Um, Yes, it could be either or. Uh, Obviously, for
1: me, it's not. Just doing yoga. I mean, I, I I am more connected because I I chose to change my life completely. So for me, it wasn't just an exercise; it became my life. I used to be a sound engineer. I left my job just to do this full time, and, and, and obviously not only the physical side, but spiritual as well. And um and but you know, unfortunately, uh, in life, some people just do it as a practice rather than um as a lifestyle, and. But you know, um, as to how one becomes a you know becomes a, a you know a yogi or yogini or or you know become an instructor, um, it's not the hardest to do, but it takes a lot of a lot of a lot of um, sort of like decisions, and um, big decisions in life, because it's not the same as choosing yourself a job where you would do like a nine to five office job or anything like that. Um, it's a lifestyle. You can't just choose it as a job. And you have to. I mean, my mind, in, in, in my life, like in my experience, so I had to change a lot of things within myself and within my life as well, to in order to 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 realize that yes, I am a yoga instructor. <laughs> you know, this doesn't happen by just as a job. It doesn't happen like that.
0: So do, does it feel like more like a sense of purpose? By um, yeah, uh, yeah I felt yeah, like. Can I just ask what what yoga is it that you do? Because I've I've tried
2: a few yogas and. Uh, which which yoga do you, is it Kundalini or Bikram? I teach, I teach Hatha,
1: Vinyasa, Yin. Oh, um, right, okay. Yeah, yeah so okay. lots are different styles. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And what's the difference think, between the styles? Um,
1: yeah, so um, everything, Hatha is the oldest form, and everything else is evolved from Hatha. And um, so most... Um, the, the, the main differences would be the pace and the sequences. Um so hotter is a free form. So if you wish to sort of like um, kind of, imagine like alphabet, if you want to do A and then move to M and then, and then O, you know, as long as um, so that it makes sense to connect them, you can, um, and whereas, uh, um, let's say, um, Ashtanga, which is the fastest form of all, so we would have like something in between, like, the Pelvinyasa in between, and then Ashtanga would be the fastest form, and so um, that then means with each inhalation and exhalation, they would put the, the letters together, for example, so there's, there's two strict routines. And um, which is called sun salutations or surya namaskar, and they help, they have A and B and um, so for those that means that they, um, they have two sets of alphabet for example and um, and that alphabet is always a b c d e f g in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a strict order and um and it, it very much depends on um the breath and um, a little core work so for example um in hashtag you're doing this pose for example we can release to come back to this pose whereas vinyasa and ashtanga would be connecting them and um so so it's more flowy and um but
0: you know like the, the principle behind them they all are the same it's just different pace and different um different sequences forms are different basically but all the poses are the same okay well that's mm-hmm. that's good to know because um i, I never kind of really knew what the differences were um yeah and the so on um So yeah, so just tell us a bit about like how, um, what made you decide, like, were you already practicing yoga when you were a a sound engineer?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yes, I was, um, I was practicing, I think, um, so I mean, the the story behind my life is uh, like my past is so, I'm Mediterranean, I'm from Cyprus, so, you know, sport, Our national sport is siestas. so so we love sleeping we love sort of like taking it easy <laughs> so and, cool. and so we, i've never had I've never never had any kind of sports in my life at all until I was 22 and um, and when I went to the UK my best friend said um, I'm going to the gym and I was like who's gym? And <laughs> to that point obviously I was so disconnected with my good sports and um, and it obviously we went together and um, and the first class I, I did um, was yoga, I don't know why I chose yoga to be honest, maybe it was just the time that I went to the gym and there was a class I honestly can't remember why I chose Shows you but um... But the instructor was so amazing, and um, and you know, like as soon as you know how when you do something new, you, you're always like shy and you're you're not confident, and you be at the back of the class, like watching people because you just don't want to be out in front. You don't know what you're doing. But she was so encouraging. She was she was just absolutely amazing, and she made me believe that I was doing this well. and it suited me, and I suited it. You know, like that there was this like that she could see that there was a connection, mm-hmm. and it started like that. Basically, so so before I decided to 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 teach, um, I I've been practicing already for ten years, and um, but um, deciding to teach was kind of like a a nudge from um, someone um, who was in my life at the time, and that um, some something that, that they said and um, and that kind of made me realize um, that maybe maybe there were things that I needed to change. Uh, in my life and about myself, and um, and so that was that was kind of why um, I decided to take it further, um, and 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 to be honest, when I first started some studying, I just I didn't think I was going to be teaching because I had a full time job, and um, and I was actually working on my career. I had done my uh, masters, I was getting ready for my PhD, so um, you know it wasn't it was just. Just one of those things where, okay, let's just see where it, where it takes me, kind of a thing. It wasn't a decision, I'm going to start teaching, and um, you know, at this thing as soon as I graduate, and, um, I, and, and it just happened. It literally just happened like that. But I think it was more to start changing myself and changing my life, and um, in a way that, that led me to become a yoga instructor. So, in a way, I could say... Um, was it? Uh, I think it was fate, you know. Like, um, but if that person wasn't in my life, um, I would never have been. Probably, I'm not. not don't don't want to say never, but I might not have been here. you yeah. know? Um, mm-hmm. but it was. It was. It was a, um, a phase in my life. There, I, you know, I needed to change things, and um, and that's how it started.
0: So, do you feel like you're now like living through your purpose? Like, do you feel really connected with what you're doing?
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I always had a teaching career, so when I was at the university, I was teaching as well. And um, but it, it, it felt there like even if we um like um, spoon fed the students, there was no appreciation, there was no um uh, there was no sort of like uh, satisfaction to me. Yes, okay, they would you know I would see um, students being successful and you know like um, they're thriving, they're learning, they're becoming someone. And um, but um but that satisfaction only came after I started teaching yoga and. The, was just like you know just touching even even if it's just tiny just touching people's lives and then you know when they finish a class and they come and say thank you to you that's that's all I need you know that's all I want and um and yeah no it's just been absolutely wonderful
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I totally get that because um everything that I guess I've done even though that now um I feel like I'm living more my purpose than I did before. Like say when I was a personal trainer, like that, obviously I was enjoying helping people. Um, But what I've come to realize, speaking to others, there's a lot of people that don't um, enjoy their jobs. (laughs) This is like complete forum, like why you don't enjoy your job? And, uh, And they literally just live for the weekend. Like obviously knew that that's what people did, but I didn't realize that a lot of people do that uh do you do you do you see that Susie do you see that like I like maybe I'm just I a like bit kind of Susan's um your your
2: passion is beautiful to witness to see because um as soon as you started saying I was doing it because I love it and and, and it and you didn't know and it I love that part of you and that passion you can really see in your face and, and the way you're talking about it. So I really like because studying in that can be really like a drag, but you've still got that kind of fire for it. But then when you were talking about the yoga and you see that passion that you've got in just those small, delicate sentences, I thought, yeah, you are living your purpose. You are living your passion. Beautiful to see. Yeah. Thank you so much. No, I honestly am. I think it's been the best thing I
1: have done for myself. That's the way I put yeah. it. You know, um, like uh, I mean I don't I, I never had a, um sort of like um big dreams in life. You know, I'm 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 happy. Yes I could be happier, but I'm not unhappy. So that, that little sort of like little line for me is, is more than enough. And I think this is what I needed for you know for myself to just be in that in that thin line where I'm happy. And I don't, I don't need anything
0: more. You know, mm. that's like that's content, right? That's that's mm. feeling content, right? In essence, absolutely,
2: absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like you said, I think I like like Denise said earlier. I think we all do that. That we're supposed to have a job that we don't really love, that we don't, and we don't really get it until we start following what we start loving to do. And I guess that's what we're here to show others to do. Because, like Denise says, all all you do is sit and just think, oh, is that it then? And you hear all these people that they don't, oh, probably I'm doing it wrong then. I'm not supposed to love what I like. You know, it's so true. But it does take
1: a little courage. Yeah. I must say that you know, for me, it didn't happen just like that. And mm. um, like, uh, it, you know, uh, my job was secure, safe, you know. Um, and um, but what I started doing, I because I was lucky enough. Yoga teaching yoga is ours rather than rather than a full time job. So, so I didn't need to sort of make it uh, make a strict uh, like like a, a sudden decision to say, okay, I'm leaving my job now and then starting a, new, a, a different job. So, so what I did was that like, while I was full time at the university, I. Started started taking up yoga hours, yoga hours like in the morning, in the evening, before after work or lunchtime. And then I went part time at the university so that I can increase my yoga and then eventually i have the confidence to say okay i can do this full time and so i can understand in a way why people would feel stuck in the jobs that they don't love because we all need the financial security and um and if you if you're scared of leaving your job or if you don't have any savings or you know uh, or if you have to have a family if you have responsibilities then it can be quite a tough decision um, to say, okay, I'm going to leave this, I'm going to, I'm going to something completely new that I've never done before. It's very scary. I can imagine it could be very scary. But, you know, um, if, if you have the time to do it, I think it's the most rewarding thing that ever. That we can do, you know, like um because I I remember um, even though I'm always been like, sort of calm and relaxed person, happy and you know like I don't care about a lot of um, stuff that's happening in my life. When I finished the day at the university, I would always have some sort of like tightness on my neck, and um, and it wasn't like muscle tightness. It was more like a I don't know like something pulling, and it was just so 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 strange. And I I kind of learned to live with it. And I never questioned. Why I had that pain there, and um, and it, and as soon as I started teaching yoga and I, I moved away from that environment, it was gone. Magically, it was gone, and it just shows that how much um, how much stress I had. Even though it wasn't a stressful job, still. Um, maybe I was just pushing myself too much to like that job or, or to to love that job or or maybe I was feeling stuck, who knows, I, don't, I can't remember what I was feeling then, but that pain, I remember on my neck, and I just kept on thinking, why, 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 and just like that, it, it went away, as soon as I stopped, I'm going to, you, won't you, you know, do that job anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it could, I can imagine it could be tough,
0: yeah, changing yeah. jobs. I think um, a lot of people don't get, like, they, they try and think about what they need to do next, and when they think about it, And then they don't get an answer or they think, well, maybe I should do that. But then I think then they think, well, I won't earn that much money doing that job or well, maybe I could do that. But again, I don't think that's going to work. And so they almost maybe talk themselves out of it. But it is a process. And like you said, it's not an easy journey because you have to go on that journey to discover it. Um, And it's it's not something that is just going to you're just going to know what it is overnight.
1: Absolutely. It does it does take a long time to change your life in a way. Um, but uh, um, you know, like I've had a lot of people coming and asking uh, me about that, like you uh, know, the environment I worked in as you we it's all bankers, it's all like high high salaries and um, and powerful people. Um, and I've had a lot of people approaching me and asking me about that, you know, like so hard, how, how is the financial side of it? Or like how did you do the transition, how did you do the change? And all I could say to them is like um, you know, I did, I never had a very high-paid job. The university was standard salary; we didn't have bonuses, so you know, like for me, it was it was difficult to leave that um leave that. But um, but you know, in terms of if, if they're thinking on money, um, no, I would say don't do it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, the question always comes to: you, Does money bring you happiness? You know, would I have preferred to have a very high-paid job and then kept on having that um, tension on my neck, that pain on my neck, or or am I happy with earning just, you know, just to get on with my life, for example, but being happy with what I do and um, and not feeling, oh, to go to work again, you know, like and feeling like, oh, I'm going but you you get all the time and it's it's a choice it's definitely a choice but um some people have got their priorities some set differently so you know it's a very personal choice so i would say go for it because it's been very very satisfying and very rewarding for me Um, but obviously you know like i said if people have got other responsibilities or if they're used to earning a certain salary then um you know fitness even though it's it's always in, in demand um, it's not necessarily the easiest job.
0: Um, yeah. It's getting devalued quite a lot. It's, I guess it's like writing, uh, like journalism and just any sort of writers. Um, because everyone wants to do it, um, mm-hmm. you can get it cheaper somewhere else, can't you? Like I guess the, the, the classes and the one-to-one, but the, the fitness industry is kind of evolving quite rapidly. It has done... In the last few years and I noticed that like when I first started doing it and wanted to open up a gym at the time there was only 7% of the population was actually regularly exercising and I found out a couple of weeks ago it's like 25% so whatever is evolving people are getting more into their fitness um, and so I feel like now we're at a stage where people are start starting to look at themselves more so they're realizing that the thing, the outcomes that they're getting um as a reflection on their mental um well-being or emotional well-being and we're now in that sort of transition where people hopefully are going to start investing and looking into that and going down that spiritual side because that's where i feel like we're at now the spiritual side is the early stages of fitness like was 10 15 years ago do you would you agree or
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah yeah I think people are becoming more aware of their needs and especially with COVID, I've realised that um, a lot of people are now looking into alternatives um, as to stay both mentally and physically healthy and so so yes, we are, I think a lot of people are a little bit more aware now uh, of what, what they need to do, which is a good thing. Mm.
0: Something I guess more sustainable than taking like medication and going to the doctor, right? Something that is like more of a lifestyle because I, I started taking notes like in a journal and it, and one of the things I wrote was I need to do yoga every day or just start doing yoga. And, uh, I had a spiritual awakening in, uh, last year. It only really started when I started doing the yoga every day and it was like, there was one, it, I think it was, um, I, think it was, I don't know if it was like a chakra based one or something, but whatever it was, like it would say like in the video she would, he or she would say like connect with the earth and I would just start crying. I'm like, I don't feel connected with the earth. Oh. Like it was just like every day, half an hour of just like, like I was just doing it for like six weeks. And then there's just like this big shift happened and it was really powerful. But the words that like the instructors say, there's more meaning to them that people really realize and they people don't really connect to it or they start connecting when they're ready to listen. I mean, I know of people who can't even do the shavasana. Shavasana—that's the only act, like the dead pose, right? Corpse pose, not dead pose. And uh, and they feel uncomfortable in that position. They like they can't relax into. I'm like, what? That's like surely that's the best bit when you get to relax. So, do you do you see that in the class where you just can oh, see people sorry. who can't just don't get it?
1: Absolutely, I see it every single day, and um, and like uh, uh just to myself, for example, the corpse pose. Um, I tell people to relax. Their arms are literally like fingers are spread. Whereas when you're relaxed, you relax, your your palms would be like you know, in, in like that, so that like your fingers close. And sometimes your fingers would move involuntarily. And and I see people like that. They are relaxed. <laughs> Up. Like sometimes not that I watch all the time because I, I go into the same position as always my as my clients um or my members so that I can feel what they're feeling at the same time. But, but I just stay around and uh, and I could even see people, the more I keep saying relax, the more agitated they get. Because because they're just not ready to relax. They're just not ready to let go. And um, and yes, you, you have to you have to find that time um, in your life where you're ready to relax. You're ready to let go. And also you have to believe that you can do it. Because um, um like it, it, I think it, it comes back to um, trust. Like how much can you allow yourself to let go at one time and to to feel to not feel vulnerable. But also be okay to feel a little bit vulnerable. at the same time, because when you're lying down there, um, let's say in the corpse pose, and um, and when you let go, a lot of you feel a lot of things leaving your body, leaving your mind, emotions, feelings, thoughts, and um, and your breath starts getting deeper. But that also makes you feel maybe um, uh, uh, unsafe, if that's the right word. I'm not sure. Like if people feel like that, mm-hmm. because they love the power, they love to feel strong or to look. Strong, even though they're not feeling strong externally, to feel invincible and to feel, Ooh, you know, nothing can happen to me, so sort of anything. Sort of and so, and yeah, and lots of people find it difficult very, very difficult to let go at the beginning. It's a practice. It is just like riding a bicycle. You can't ride it at the, at the first day. It is a practice. You have to keep trusting yourself, your environment, and what you're doing, and, um, and you have to be patient. Because, like you said, Dennis, um, the, the, um the results don't come as quickly. You're not feeling the right. you <laughs> but then, you know, like second day, third day, fourth day, it's going to get easier. Or depending on how much you allow yourself to let go, um, it's definitely going to get easier. You know, some people, and uh, maybe it comes to them in, in a week, or some people in a month, or some people in a year. But um, the importance is not never to give up, because it will happen. It will, it will get there. Everyone will feel the same eventually one day. Mm. But it's not easy. It's not easy. I am relaxed. Shoulders tense Arms engaged. Eyes oh, wide open. <laughs> I see that every day. Every
0: day. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, uh, just to put it into context, like, Susan works in Canadian Wharf, so um, <laughs> it is like, you know, you're surrounded by what? Lehman Brothers, Barclays, HSBC, Citigroup. Like, these are like, I guess, global banks. And... Um, yeah, there's a lot of financial pressure all the time, pressure all the time, just for job security, whether they're feeling good enough. Like, um, I mean, I used to, to to do personal training there and um, some of the stories that they would tell me, I'm like, oh, how could you work like that? Like constantly fighting, like constantly worried about losing your job and uh, somebody like trying to trample you, like, you know, make you look bad, you just, like a cons, like a rat, just scrambling. So even if you're getting paid a lot of money, you are like, I mean, I don't want to say it, I don't want to be uh, disparaging or rude, but it is like a rat. You're you're constantly scrambling. no matter how much money you're getting paid. It's, That's it's not the
2: rat race, don't they? Well, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And um. But I think you know when you touched
2: on self awareness, I think that is what's getting more and more, where people are becoming more conscious of what what's happening around them and what they want in life because we kind of if not you're in that kind of state of um what do they call it when you're in that state of um autopilot Mm. Mm, you're not thinking about anything you're just going so i think it's the awareness that's seeping through that like you said when you when you go to these sessions and then one person's only got to ask you a question that really makes them think and want want to turn a different
0: direction so yeah Yeah. so um my (laughs) husband uh worked in this company i'm not gonna name the company but they offered um initially i think they said a thousand people were gonna get made redundant and um we were like oh my god that's a lot of people and uh they got they they got rid of the contractors obviously they're the first ones to go and then the next lot it was like 760 people Put their hand up for voluntary redundancy. Can you imagine? So I thought this was really good because the way I see it is people are realizing, you know what, this isn't making me happy. And I wonder what the the sort of stats would be to like to the banks and, and people in Canary Wharf where they've been working from home for so long and they felt good and they've not missed like the people, the environment in the office, the politics, the whatnot. And now they're like, you know what, I would actually take that or I'm thinking about doing something else i reckon a lot of people just because they haven't had to they've had that time to i guess step away from that environment and realize oh wow i hate that i don't want to do that again <laughs> going back to is that like the 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 thought of it is is quite i guess dread. like it's, it's a sense of dread have you have you seen that like now going back to work um
1: two of my best friends actually they're those people. <laughs> um, so, so, um, but, but, my best friend. Um, she's, um, she's got two kids, and um, she works for one of the banks in, in Canary Wharf. And, um, and for her, the be- the, the most life changing thing has been that she now doesn't have to come in two hours each day, and she can she can um, spend that time with them um, with her kids, for example. And um, during the day, as well, I because the kids were also at home so you know like um, they, they had quality time so she's now actually thinking on never going back um and if she's given the opportunity to continue to work from home or maybe just minimize the amount of the old, um, old time that she spends in, in in the office so for her it wasn't so much of the competition or the craziness of their life it was more like personal family she's choosing family over career which a lot of people Especially men, I hear that they uh, um, they get carried away with. That earning more money, doing better, being more successful, and then they forget about their families. Whereas my other best friend, um, who's a male, um, he um, he works in an even more of a competitive um, uh, um, environment than my my other best friend. And, um, and you know, like, he's, uh, I mean, obviously for him, it drives, you know, that success drives him, and he's just really happy to be in the office and um, shouting at each other and fighting over and, you know, sort of like, background he's a broker and uh, so, <laughs> so um, but, but you know like last night i was talking to him and he said um, he's all got all his equipment at, at home now of course um to come um, to sleep for um uh, the lockdown and to continue to work and then he's saying i'm gonna i'm gonna ask when we're asked to go back if i can spend two days at home mm. you see like him that he was always this person, like, no matter what the weather is like or how he's feeling, would always be in the, in the office. Even him is now considering staying at home because he's enjoying that sort of like a slower pace. So, if you know what is success. Um, the question of what is success, I think, is now the answer is now changing a little bit, and um, and some of my other clients also like these are my best friends, so they think you know I can um, you know I can, I can speak for them. But um, also in the gym when I went to work, when I went back to work, a lot of them not back, and um, and I do online teaching as well, and another. Level of saying oh could we please continue this way so at least before we don't go to the office which, which they don't want to we can continue the fitness in this way and so a lot of them are planning not to if they have the opportunity not to go back full time it's it's been it's been an eye-opener for a lot of stuff as a lot of people yeah.
0: yeah yeah one of my friends um she is a corporate lawyer and she's like handing in her notice today (laughs) and um but because she like I guess you're there's a somewhat of an identity right with your career um especially when you have children and you want to go back because you kind of feel a bit lost and stuff but then when you when you and this is what she had being in this environment where she was furloughed and got to spend the time with her children realize actually that isn't who I am and I enjoy doing this what can I do to combine the two like there's got to be something I can do and that's that's her journey now that she's going on and discovering herself and I guess um, when you're in an environment like that your ego does all the talking and you're you don't have time for your emotions and now this the everything is kind of I guess coming to the surface to quiet in the the ego and live one's purpose and do you when you're doing the teaching do you get people who are wanting to understand the spiritual side of things a bit more
1: um yes i, w- I would say yes i think not so much i not feel so much in the classes because you don't get that sort of personal touch as such but when i do pt personal training yoga personal training yeah um, yeah, people people do open up more, and they do they do voice this um, concern, and and uh, definitely
0: definitely. Mm. And um, when they like connect, do you do you get like sessions when you're doing the one to ones where it is emotional, like me crying about being disconnected with the earth?
1: <laughs> I think um, so. Funny enough, like with yoga, um, there's a lot of men who wants to do yoga, and um, but they feel shy embarrassed not confident to go to a class to do yoga because you know how usually okay i, I mustn't say this i know it's that sounds wrong but women are more open to okay i can embarrass myself i can go to a class and then and then struggle and then that's fine it's going to be okay whereas men is you know when they do something they want to be the top the best even, you know, whatever they do, especially in but when they do things for the first time. So um, so funny enough, most of my personal trainer clients are males, mm. so they come to me to feel relaxed, but a lot of them are still too proud to say, um, this is what I'm looking for, and, um, and sometimes they say, oh, I'm very stiff, I need to stretch, and then I say, well, okay, well, what about your mind? Is it stiff as well? <laughs> and some would be like yeah i'm stressed and some would be like no i just want the physical one you know like the eye contact is they, they start looking somewhere else they can't give me the answer <laughs> you know but yeah, I, I, I think they do, yeah they, they're looking for it they just they're, they're just afraid to admit it to my, to themselves or to me. i
0: think yeah also i think like when when it comes to males um like you said women i, I guess are more connected understanding so you can say some stuff like in the more spiritual sense and they accept it. Whereas I, f- I felt um, maybe males maybe wouldn't, but actually I've co- I I've started coaching a lot more men and they're just as open to it. So it's almost like I need to sort of forget about it, but I feel like maybe they need to kind of be eased into it a little bit. Um, once they soften, then they know that they're a soul. They know that they want to create something different. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's just kind of got to sort of get in there slowly. <laughs> oh, oh, I, ho- I hope
1: it would because you know, like there's a lot of a lot of people, you know, regardless of men or women, but um, but um, there's a lot of people who who does need help and and, and they just don't know where to seek for that help, mm-hmm. or they just don't they just get used to sort of being in that like tense even with their bodies with their body language you can see how tense they are but they're not aware of it because they got used to it so much so i really hope that you know mm-hmm. they, they, they're more aware of it now and, and 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 they're not also embarrassed or ashamed to open up either and mm-hmm. um, you know we're not perfect none of us is perfect nobody's lives are perfect mm-hmm. but you know them on social media or the like banking environment they all you know they're sort of like um, pre- uh, sort of uh, 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 encouraged almost almost to show as if we are perfect and we paint this picture that isn't that isn't um the, the reality and um, so i really hope that people are people do get a little bit more aware of, of this and, and they can open up more and, and they can they can try and change themselves
0: more lives, more or just just maybe even if it's just in there which is the first thing they can change a little bit Hmm. so um i really want you to do some yoga moves now that you're in your studio maybe maybe something that um i know this is obviously a podcast but um i would love to to use the video and then and put that on uh, instagram but um yeah, maybe some uh, moves that really, I guess, would connect people more to their um, their soul part. What do you think, Susie? Like, have you got any sort of thoughts? Because if you've done yoga as well, what's coming no, up No, I just you? think your way is the
2: best way where we are today. So, I think if you if you could just think about encouraging people to, uh, you know it's kind of finding a way just in your style to say this is all about, you know, we've got so much change at the minute, so many people are up in the air, they just don't know do they? they and like you mentioned like feeling safe in your body and stuff like that, I think it's really good to pinpoint a couple of those things mm-hmm. of feeling safe in who you are and things are out of your control because these are the things that will make people think twice and think about yoga to to carry it on. And like you say, it's great to have something online because then they know they haven't got to go to a class. So if they are feeling vulnerable, they're in their home, but they're all, all also being coaxed that it's okay to feel vulnerable and safe in your own. Yeah. Yes, I think that's great. That's...
0: Yeah, so what, what would you suggest I then? <laughs>
1: I think also um, uh, in a way like, but again, wanting to look perfect, wanting to look good. Um, online has helped in the sense because there's nobody around them, so they don't feel like they're being judged or they're being, um, uh, you know, put on the spotlight under the spotlight, or somebody's watching them and they don't look as good. And and so that they can feel uh, their own bodies rather than constantly comparing us with themselves with other people. Um, there's been really good time lately like online when we do those but that's the one thing that um that I get a lot of people saying to me oh I can't even touch my toes I mean like, it's fine first you have to learn about the technique and then slowly you will be able to touch your toes and what if you don't what if you can't you know like at the end of the day um, when you do yoga um there isn't uh there isn't a specific shape that that is the shape that you have to look uh, look like unfortunately on social media now there is, you know, mm, okay, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of like who looks better, who doesn't look as good, and, you know, who looks better in bikini and who doesn't, you know, there's a lot of things that, that is, yoga has become you now a completely different concept, um, but you know, um, with yoga's sort of like main concept, it's not about how you look, it's about how you feel, and um, so it's important for us to stop comparing ourselves with other people, um, uh, when we go to class, stop thinking about how, how well we are doing, it's more about how well you're feeling, how good you're feeling, it's, it's, it's internal, it's not external, and if I'm flexible because I've been practicing much longer, or, or maybe I was naturally flexible, and this much stretch gives me that, that satisfaction where I go, oh, I just felt the stretch, but you, you can only stretch this much, it's fine, because you're feeling exactly the way I am feeling, but not necessarily you're looking the same way as I am looking. But it does not—it's not important at all. We it's the have intention, to feel isn't it, good inside?
0: It's the intention on the mat first yeah. of all, just the just being there, showing up for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. and also my understanding with any yoga that I practice is the beauty of yoga
2: is. You always have that beginners, medium, or intermediate. So it's amazing that you can show people that, and you're in your own home. And it's up to you if you want to do the beginners, if you want to do, uh, me, you know, medium or in, intermediate. It's it's really entirely up to them. So that's a good thing about yoga as well
1: absolutely because there is no competition nice. it's your own
2: journey and
1: we're not we don't have a target we're not getting ready for a, for for for, for accomplishment for for a race or anything it's your own journey so so you know like in the class you would always be given um the the levels like you said if you're a big you, know, you can do this if you're an um, intermediate, you can do this, and if you're advanced, you can take it to this. So, you know, there's all these levels, all these different levels. And, and in a way, it's also good because then you can realise that there's so much more for you to do. You're not just going to be stuck in the same same mm. spot also. But um, but it's, it's, it's within yourself how much you could do. And some people are just simply, they're happy to be in their comfort zones. They're not, they don't want to be pushed. And maybe even though their bodies are up, but their bodies allow them to do more in terms of the poses a bit more strong poses. and they, they, they just want to feel okay, I'm content with what I'm doing I'm content with content with my level and that's the beauty of it because you know at the end of the day nobody nobody's, um, asking you to do more or less. Just do anything that feels right for you that day. Or maybe, you know, I might be the strongest person and I love pushing myself every day. But I wake up that morning and I just feel like, I can't be bothered. You know, almost like I can't be bothered and I don't want to push myself because my body is telling me to take it easy. My mind is telling me to be quiet. And, um, and so sometimes within my own practice, I just do the simplest, the most easiest and, and like beginner's poses. Whereas, you know, I don't, I don't I, it's not ego, it's not my ego to say, oh, you know, I'm a yoga instructor and I must do the best and I must do the best and therefore, you know, I must do the most advanced poses. No, some days I'm back to basics. In, in, at the beginning on, on back
0: to basics because that's what feels good and so what would be like a back to basics just like uh sun salutation is that you know just doing that just to get moving
1: Absolutely, you could just just do maybe some sensations or just very gentle stretches to start the like, So uh, I love starting my day with with a few twists, for example. And yeah. um, we all carry. You mentioned chakras at the beginning of the session, yeah. so we all carry tension differently in our bodies. Some, um, you know, and um, we, we we all have blockages in our bodies. Uh, not all. I don't want to say we all have. You know, some people are more often therefore they don't have any any issues. But you know, some people might be um uh, might be uh, narrower on their chakras on their throat, which means that they. they find it difficult to open up they can't express their um their 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 feelings they can't put into words whereas some people could be um on their crown chakra for example could be um feeling that they can't you know they're suppressed with their thoughts they're not open enough i have um, and i'm very open with everything i've seen a couple of healers in the past and um and they Two individuals, they don't know each other. They all said, "I, am narrow around my sacral chakra, which just mm. just around my abdomen," and so that might mean that you might have so physically you might have some some problems with um in your internal organs like ovaries, um, you know, digestive and, issues um, whatever as well. Or trust issues, for example. And mm-hmm. um, so you know, like the, the the chakras effect affects us both um, as, uh, physically and mentally and spiritually. So so um, when both of I said the same thing, I was like, oh my god, I literally meant to look like physically and see what was wrong there. But then in time, um, I, I realized what they meant. You know, the, the older I grew, the more experiences I had in life, I now realize what they meant. So for me, um, I'm always tied around here. Um, I don't carry, carry attention a little on my shoulders since i left university. <laughs> but, you know, like... <laughs> that <laughs> like my neck isn't isn't as tense as some other people's, but I always feel tired. here. Yeah. So I start with a few gentle um twists, or like leaning forward or back. Arching my back and a little bit so that gives me a bit of um feeling of, of I, I start feeling taller, and that's really important for me because when I'm tired, I do find myself slashing. Or like we all you know Facebook. Or watching TV. We all know like this nowadays, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like, all in front of the computer. So that length for me is what makes me feel good because I feel my heart opening my chest. <laughs> just going
0: to I No, everyone always does that <laughs> when it's, like, talking about posture. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so I find it really nice to open up my back, my chest. So I'll just start with, like, gentle, very, very gentle stretches and then the sand salutations to warm up my whole body, to stretch my whole body. And, uh, and these all come with the breath. Yeah. So... Um, The breath is the most important. The breath is the basic. So when I I said going back to basics, Mm -hmm. without the breath, you can't do anything. Or without the breath no matter what you do it's not going to be as beneficial so when you're doing your stretches when you're doing your sun salutations your breath sense as well if you're allowed to do so because we like to breathe into the chest only mm-hmm. and um, and before we forget about the abdomen and um, the abdominal to the diaphragm really we can send the breath into so much more then as you would remember from your babies when they when they um when they breathe then when they're babies, they're ba- ba- babies like expand like a dome, like, like and then you would think like, wow, you know, like, where is that what's, that, what's happening there? And that's clearly because their lungs aren't as developed um, as an adult. And so, so and they, so they bring them to the abdomen more, and as soon as our lungs are developed to full capacity, and, um, but you know, we don't, we don't even use the full capacity of our lungs. we only use maybe 50, 60% of our lungs into the chest. Sharp and shallow, and um, and that doesn't relax us at all. And um, so when you start exercising, the first thing you need to learn is to start lengthening, deepening, opening up your breath, and then the poses will come afterward. So just a few stretches, a few breath exercises, and then I go into my sun salutations. And um, and like I said, some days I just want to be upside down and holding the pose, a headstand, for example, for a few minutes. Whereas sometimes I don't have the strength to go up onto a headstand, but I'm mean, in feel every day and so you know sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't but that's awesome. that's
0: that, that sort of openness we needed every day so um why don't you talk us through um a breathing exercise then um because that would be good for the listeners as well to to get involved yeah. um Susie are you up for it yeah okay okay yeah just like a minute yeah just like a minute or so whatever you want to do
1: yeah, absolutely. So that's just the easiest. There's lots sort of different techniques, those advanced techniques as well. Um, um, one of my favourite is the alternating nostril breath, but it might take a bit longer time to explain or for you guys to feel it. So the most sort of the easiest, take one hand onto your tummy, take one hand onto your chest, it doesn't matter which one is where. Okay, so, so what we're going to do is just take, take a normal breath. Just take a normal back breath. Which hand do you feel rising? Chest. Absolutely. Now take a constant, constant, conscious breath, <laughs> I couldn't say it, and, and feel your abdomen filled with the breath first. And then start sending that breath to the chest. And the breath isn't stopping in the chest now. The breath is reaching all the way into your throat. And if you're quite advanced, all the way into your head. And then when you're ready, you start letting that breath go. And then you then start feeling your tummy drawn in, almost as if it's vacuumed. The breath, you empty your lungs completely and you feel your tummy reaching in towards your spine. Then again, in your own time, you start taking a deep, deep, deep breath in, filling your abdomen, filling your chest, feeling your throat, feeling your throat, and then hold that breath at the top a little bit longer. And only I mean, when you already start letting that breath go, Empty your lungs completely. Feel the last drop of the breath leaving your body before you take the next one in. But when you need to take the next one in, you will feel that it's much deeper. You can send the breath to the deepest parts of your body. And then when, you're in, when you let go of that breath, you can start feeling your muscles relaxing, your shoulders dropping away from your ears, your arms start feeling heavier. And that takes breath again when you breathe and you feel like you're expanding like a balloon. Not only your upper and your chest, you start feeling your whole body. And then when you breathe out, you feel that balloon slowly deflating. And it just feels so much nicer to be able to send the breath to the deepest parts of your body. To send the breath to the um, to the, to the points where you don't think that it could have reached, to your fingers, to your toes. And when you let the breath go, you feel every single muscle in your body starting to relax. Every single joint in your body starting to loosen up. Your joints, your internal organs when you breathe, a bit, they feel like massage. And you might even start feeling a bit almost dizzy, a little bit lightheaded. Your body doesn't, doesn't stand still anymore, it, it, it springs a little bit. And that's the whole part of the deep breath. And the more you continue with this breath, the more you exercise this breath, next time you just start breathing only into your chest, sharp and shallow, Your body, your mind will start needing this. It will crave for this breath. then now release your hands. Only when you really take a deep, deep, deep breath in, hold your breath at the top, and open your mouth to let the breath go. last breath that we took in felt so much deeper and there was no obstructions there was no limitations you took the breath first into your abdomen into your chest and you felt your chest and the breath just wasn't even like uh, your chest wasn't enough to feel the breath and so you took the breath a little deeper 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 and then when you let go you could feel that tension, that stress releasing, so you don't, you don't have to do a lot, you don't have to pay thousands of um, pounds for absentness and that, all you need is the basic, which is your breath, all you need is your breath to start with, to, to make you go, ah,
0: I feel so relaxed, <laughs> so, so, on a I don't want to talk.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and it's only a couple of minutes, only a couple of minutes, but it's if you're open to it, if you allow yourself to feel it, that's all you need. That's all you need. And, you know, meditation also, a lot of people are scared of, of the word meditation. They think literally, while I'm sitting like this, I'm going to be flying. No, well, it's not it's not going to happen like that. Um, but you might start feeling yourself, just feeling yourself as if you're flying. And, um, but you know, again, when it comes to meditation, it's not about how much you need to convince yourself that, oh, you must meditate, you must feel calm, you must feel quiet. You, it's not like that with the breath. But the breath, yeah, that was kind of a meditation for you, even though I didn't guide you into the meditation with words. And um, but that that was for you what you needed to start your meditation. So so all you need is just you know I don't know maybe when I really have time. I mean it's gonna sound weird, but you know we all go to the toilet, right? We all have to make time to go to the toilet. Just do your breathing exercises in the toilet if you don't have any other time in your life. <laughs> you know, so so it is so easily done. Or when you go. Bed, instead of um, holding your phone up to to read, I don't know whatever that you're reading, and um, which will keep your mind, whilst, again, awake and you can't fall asleep. Do a few reading exercises, just two minutes of it, and then you'll find that there's so much more relaxation. Sleep quality will improve, but therefore, when you wake up the next morning, you'll feel um, rested. You'll feel healthier. So it's it's a chain reaction. But the basic, the first step is the breath.
0: Well, definitely, like I mean if all else fails is the breath, right? Absolutely.
1: And
0: Absolutely. I think the, the word meditation, we were talking about this the other week, last week, weren't we, Susie? Um, the uh, the word meditation is almost confused that like you have to be completely zen, but there's so many different ways of doing it. Um, even just going for a walk and like observing nature is a way of doing it, or you're just zoning out is a way of doing it. Breathing is a way of doing it. Just taking a moment to just th- quiet, is a way of doing it. Um, so even just, it's, it's, I guess it's like exercise. You only can do what you can do, and then you build up. Absolutely,
1: the main, the main, um, the main uh, focus of med- meditation is focus. And um, so. Um, a lot of us we're stuck in the past, or we worry about too much um, about the future, um, or uh, you know thoughts and um, feelings, emotions, um, everything. We just hold everything inside us as if um, we, we're afraid to let them go. Um, but also, you know, um, past creates some um, depression. Future being stuck in the past creates depression. Being stuck in the in the future creates anxiety. But none of us think and take a moment to think. Think that the moment is the most peaceful of the two. And um, and only in the moment you have control. You can't change the past. Whatever's happened has happened. You can't change the future. Whatever is gonna happen is gonna happen. The only moment that you can control is now. And um and and you know, if you're a control freak, then so be it. Just try to control now and try to control your. Breath. So you can you can focus your control on positive things, and. Um and like you said, you know, you could be, I don't know, going for a walk to clear your mind, which you're focusing on only one thing. Um, or you could, I don't know, play an instrument, which again, you're focusing only on one thing. So you're reducing all that chatter of the thoughts, so that, um, I mean, I, I always say like your mind is like a waterway, um, Cars, the noise of the cars, overtaking, two-way traffic, um, um, you know, the sound, the noise. Of speed on it, but, but you're to sometimes feel like you're taking a countryside, a country road. You know, take the next exit, and there's that sort of like driving into this like very small road where there's no oncoming traffic or there's no cars behind you in Slow down your car, open your window, and, um, and breathe in that fresh air. Yeah, it's like the thoughts that, um, so that you know you can you can decrease the um, you can increase the gap between your thoughts just like the cars just take that side road take that, that country road for example and um, and just try to focus on what you what your what your intention is at that time at that moment what is it that you need at that moment you need to let go you need to forget you need to forgive you need to relax whatever it is that you do just focus on that. And, um, and so it's nothing it's nothing hard if you try. But this yes, at the beginning it might be, I don't want to sit here, when is it gonna end? Oh my legs are hurting, oh, you know, like there's a lot of things that, that people start thinking of, in, immediately, but there's also ways don't sit across it, sit so onto a chair. Um, or sometimes um, even though lying down, I can I can do it because I I know that fine line between consciousness and unconsciousness. Some people when they die down, they fall asleep. And they were like, oh, I was so relaxed. Yeah, because you were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that, that happens too. So, so sometimes, you know, when you're lying down because your posture um, is more relaxed, you know, you don't have to hold yourself tall, your hips don't hurt, your back doesn't hurt. So, I'm saying it would be easy. Um, but, you know, like, just onto a chair, simple as that, and, um, and just focus. And there's nothing more um, sort of difficult than that, but there's also nothing more simple than that. Focus on what you're doing, and that could be your starting meditation. Mm. Nothing, nothing harder than that. You don't need anything on
0: like that. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Thank you so much for no, being on this podcast. I think that was a really good way to to end. Uh, Susie, have you got anything to yeah. to add? No, I think I
2: love I love everything that you said. I love how you brought in mindfulness because that's that it, it's all about the present moment. So it's really it is really great way to end. Um,
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I think what I tried to say here is that you know you don't need to be superwoman, superhuman, Superman to be a to do yoga, or or if you want to take it further, to be a yoga instructor. I am an ordinary person, and everything I said to you today is based on my own experiences. You know, I'm not a guru, you know, I'm not the best, or I'm not the you know, but I am just who I am. I am just an ordinary person, just a simple woman, you know, just like you and everybody else in, in this whole planet. So so what I what I'm maybe trying to say is that um um uh, just approach yoga with an open mind and don't expect miracles. Don't expect um don't 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 expect yourself to be to be the most perfect person. There's no such thing. Just by being ordinary just by doing the simplest thing, just you know, um to, working on your breath to start with, for example, and, uh, and just taking step by step, you will find that that bliss in your life. Yeah.
0: Um, no, definitely, and I think that's what's missing for a lot of people is that bliss.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank
0: you. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: Have
0: a lovely day. Bye.
1: Okay, bye. bye.